You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. You guys, so for tonight, I'm going to, I have a little bit of time, so we're going to, I'm going to speak to you guys for 20, 25 minutes if I stay on time, and then we're going to have some ministry time at the end, so I want you guys to uh, be prepared for that. So if there's anything that as I'm speaking that God is telling you that, you know, is uh, resonating, um, we're going to have some time at the end, so... Um, so it's going to be awesome. So before we get into it, um, I just want to thank Pastor Jurgen, Pastor Leanne for this opportunity. I've been coming to Awaken for 11 years, and um, it's been amazing. You know, just watching, I still, when I see Pastor Jurgen, I've had great conversations with him, but I still get starstruck. And I don't do that with celebrities or anyone else. And a lot of times I actually don't know what to say. I just look at him, I'm like, thank you. You know, it's like, it's, it's like, you're, you're welcome, <laughs> you know, so um, just love him and Pastor Leanne, and uh, I love the Hubbards as well, and we got to serve under them for a while, and I have a lot of history with, uh, with Dr. Pastor Matt and love him. I mean, we would, uh, like six o'clock in the morning, this was very, this was way back in the day that we would play racquetball. We, we would meet, and I can say this because I have the mic and he's not here till Sunday, but I was so much better physically than him, but he would always beat me mentally. He would always beat me. So I'm giving him that one. I'm giving him that one. So don't, I'm hoping he's a busy guy. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. So guys, don't tell him Sunday either. So, um, but if, if you, I, I'm, what I'm going to do tonight is just share a little bit about my story, share about my journey and really focus on like the last four years, but I'm going to give you guys as uh, very succinct as possible. I'm going to give you guys some of my background and kind of what I've gone through. So um, rewind, I, uh, and Pastor Matt and I were talking about this, about how, you know, one of the biggest fears that people have is public speaking. So put me in that category. Um, And very quickly, I was running for a senior class president, kind of a quick, funny story. Um, and then I already submitted my name, and then they told me I had to make a speech in front of 1,200 people. And I was just like, son of a, you know what? And, um, and, but then they're like, you know what? You can actually, uh, we're going to change you. We're going to do it over the intercom. And I'm like, this is awesome. I don't have to. But then I was like, crap. That was crap. I have to read now. <laughs> so, and then, it, I mean, it was the worst probably five minutes of my life. Um, just shaking and you could hear it through the intercom and my friends are telling me they're like oh it's easy like (laughs) I shouldn't say I won't say that part but uh, they're like you're gonna win it's like you're almost going uncontested but I actually lost because of that terrible speech so um, (laughs) I tell that story and people if you're new or if you haven't heard me speak you're like oh this is this is gonna be interesting but um, I share that story just to to touch on um, just God's will versus my will. I've never, you know, your desire of your heart. I, I honestly don't like attention. I don't, you know, it's not something I absolutely wanted and, and dreamed, but it, it's amazing when you line up your will with God's will and how it becomes a desire of your heart and what he'll do with that. So, uh, just a side note. And, um, yeah, so we're going to jump into this. So I, I told pastor Matt, I said, listen, the, I'm only going to do this one way, and that's just to have fun and and just be myself, and that's what I feel like you should always do. But um, so I'm just going to apologize in advance for 
whatever comes out of my mouth. But <laughs> so anyway, so um, and, and speaking of having fun, uh, just speaking tonight, I'm going to we're going to get pretty real. Um, and that's the only way I know how to do it. So we're going to talk about um, insecurities, pain, and um, hopefully this resonates with you guys. So we're going to jump into it. So first verse uh, that we're going to get into is Mark 11, and this is 12 through 14. I believe it's going to come up on the screen. So as you guys are waiting for it to come up on the screen, there it is. So now, now the day, uh, now the next day, see, this is the reading part I, t- I told you guys about. So... <laughs> Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry, and, see, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not a season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from, this tree, or from you ever again, and he cursed the fig tree. So, um, so pretty awesome. We're going to come back to this. So... But, um, so I, I, I'm going to get into my journey as I alluded to, um, starting when I was a little boy, but also the last four years of my life. So, um, you know, in, by the way, side note, when you're talking, when you're going to preach or talk about insecurities or pain, it's really interesting the thoughts and the things that you feel. So it's, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun. So. Um, and then also I want to say when you're going through struggles, just keep in mind that that's your struggle. You know, a lot of times, and I, I do this, that there can be comparison. You look at it and say, there was someone else that either has it worse or has it better, but it doesn't take away from that is your story and it a hundred percent affects you. So don't ever downplay that. So, um, so we're going to jump into pain. Let's do it. You guys ready? Come on. So uh, three points on overcoming injury or pain. So, um, you know, and when pain comes, by the way, you guys probably know this. Hope, you know, you guys have been around a few years, it looks like. Um, <laughs> life can get messy. There can be pain. Um, but it's a natural instinct to just to protect it, to basically cover it and, um, and, and shield it. So um, we're going we're gonna to jump into my second verse. So it's Luke Six forty-three through 44. And I'm going to go quick because I have a lot of points and a lot of stories. Um, I'm a third child and I never really got to talk when I was younger. So I like to make up for it. So anyway, so for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every, t- every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. So, um, you know, early on, I had a ton of, I had a ton of potential as far as like sports. I was, I, I, I'm not athletic now, but I was very athletic and I, I, I love sports. I mean, I, I have a ton of stories about how, um, you know, just how it sounds, I, I hate saying this cause it just sounds like bragging, but I was good. I was really good. <laughs> And, and then something happened in my life where I just had these mental lapses. Like I joked about Pastor Matt, uh, Dr. Pastor Matt, and, uh, you know, just being competitive with him and me feeling like I was better physically than him. But he, I, I would always get these mental lapses, and I started seeing these patterns in my life. And I started, review, like, looking at the fruit of my life and saying, what is going on? You know, it's, it, this is not good fruit. This is bad fruit, or also there's 
this is, there's no fruit, you know, kind of thing. So, um, and then that, it started with sports and then it would go into my career, go into my relationships. It would, it would go into my, um, you know, relationships with my parents and things like that. So I started, I, I went on this journey, this four-year journey, I would say, or it really came to light, I would say, in the last four years and trying to figure out why the heck do I keep doing this? Why do I keep hitting the ceiling? Why do I keep hitting, or not, not hitting my potential? Seeing it out there, but then having frustration because I never hit it. So um, I started assessing the fruit. So um, point number one, I don't know if I said this, but so it's the three points, it's locate the injury. So I started praying to God, asking him to reveal what, you know, what had happened to me. Why am I seeing this bad fruit? Because um, bad fruit, is, it's an indicator. So, um, you know, I have a great relationship with my dad. I talk to him on a weekly basis. I absolutely love my dad. Here comes the dad story. But uh, (laughs) I actually, you know, just, I was talking to him about this um, actually last night, but a very quick story. So going back to sports, as a nine-year-old, I... um, I, I loved football. I loved any competition. I was the most competitive person you've ever met. Um, if I lost or if I was mad, you didn't want to be around me. I just didn't. I was just way too competitive as a little kid. And actually, in in football, it was a thing where it was called. Um, I was I was tiny. I, I was small, and I was the smallest guy on our football team. But they put me on the defensive line because I was the meanest. And <laughs> I remember, just a quick story about my dad. I remember he's very old school. We don't, you know, don't talk about your feelings. We don't say I love you. Didn't hear, you know, that uh, I knew he was deep down, but I never heard that he was proud of me. Um, so I remember as a nine-year-old, I had the flu. I'm, f- I'm flipping nine. And my dad makes me play. And so I remember... Uh, and I love him for it. But I remember throwing up. I, I was in my football pads, not the shoulder pads, but I remember going to lay on the couch. I'm like, I'm going to get like two more minutes of sleep. Just threw up. And he's like, all right, time to get in the car. I'm like, let's do this. So I, I, we go to the game. And I, I still remember that as a nine-year-old, having like one of the best games of my life. I remember like grabbing the quarterback, grabbing the jersey, like swinging him around <laughs> and throwing him. And I'm like this little dude. And then fast forward the next year, um, so that I was the, the, the lightest on the team. The next year, because where my birthday fell and I was so light, I actually could play down a division. So then I just dominated. It was amazing. And I remember <laughs> this one play. Um, my dad was on the sideline. It was the opposite. He was running the chains. And he, I, I, I hit this guy. And it was the best, it's the best feeling in the world is when you get a good, good hit it's kind of like baseball. If you hit in the sweet spot and you don't feel it, it's one of the best feelings in the world. So naturally I just get up and I stand over him, um, which you shouldn't do. Um, and it's it just one of those natural reactions. Didn't know what the heck I was doing. My dad grabs me, pulls me off and just gives me the biggest rebuke of my life, which I deserved. Um, but it, it embarrassed me and it actually, it actually left a wound or it cut me and you're like, well, it's a simple story, but it was, it was uh, during that time, my parents were going through a divorce and um, they, they were, it was, they were struggling for a while. And I, I kind of touched on my dad being old school and, you know, we just didn't, we didn't t- say I love you until, you know, probably 10 years ago. Um, and we didn't hear the proud thing. So I was trying to find myself and then that happened, something so simple, but it really left an impression on me. 
And then that, um, that is what really, you know, it, it was a cut. So that's why we're talking about injuries. It was a cut, but then that's, it actually got infected. And I never healed from it. It was never a wound that I actually addressed. So um, point number two is address or care for the wound. And I don't think I gave you guys the title, but we were talking about the, the fig verse, about cursing the, the fig tree, but it's fruit producer. So, um, so in, anyway, so many tangents, so many thoughts. I won't do it. I've got to stay, stay on point. I'm already falling behind. So, um, so it's address or care for the wounds. So Peter, 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting your, all your cares upon him. He cares for you. So I actually, I actually Googled how you're supposed to care for a wound, um, and it's, it's pretty amazing. I feel like you could probably do a whole preach just on this. There's so much symbolism with it, but here's, here's basically the steps. It's clean it, get the debris out. So if there's any dirt or any, anything that's not supposed to be in there, you're supposed to use you know, sterilized instruments and get, the, get it out. Change the bandage regularly. Check for infection. Um, and also, you know, infection because it starts to affect other parts of the body. So symbolism in that. Um, and then also time. You know, it, it takes time to heal. So um, for it to heal correctly, you know, or, and, and that's why you're constantly checking the bandages. You're constantly checking to see if there's an infection, to see if it's actually healing. Um, and you'll, you'll, and that's, you, you'll start to see you know, just some things happen in your life if it's not healing properly. But, um, you know, there, and there's things that you can do. And as you get breakthrough, as, you know, you feel pain and you heal from it, you go to new levels, you know, and then new, our, our old, excuse me, old injuries, old pain can actually open up. So, um, and then how it looks to heal at Awaken so it's, you know, what we're going to do in, in 10 minutes, basically, is, you know, is, is coming to the altar, bringing it to God, laying at the foot of the cross, getting in a connect group. Um, they did not pay me to say this, I promise. It's get in a connect group because then you have people in your life that you can go to, that you trust, that you can talk to, getting on a team, talking to your team leads. There's something to go through. There are people that you, you know, they're a good source for you as well. And why do we heal? So we can be the best, obviously, you know, be the best us. But for me, it's to be the best husband to my wife. It's to be, you know, the best father to my son, to my daughter. Um, I have amazing kids, you know, and we're at the point where I feel like I tell them I love them too much, you know. So it's just, uh, you know, it's one of those things I'm like, you know, I just, uh, I was thinking about this point. I'm like, I mean, I just need to like maybe push Oliver down a little bit, you know, and just really... <laughs> Just rough them up, you know, just maybe I'll just wait till he's on the couch so it doesn't hurt. But um, so anyways, just to address that wound, because, it, you know, just going back to the fruit, um, you start to see you have good fruit, bad fruit. If you have bad fruit, it's, it, it's always asking that question, why? Why does this thing, why do I keep seeing these patterns in my life? What is going on? What is leading back to this? So um, point number three. Show off the scar because scars are cool. So um, here's what I mean about showing scars. And, I, and I've been there where, you know, hurt, if you're still hurting, 
um, showing off the scar is not running up to every single person that you're talking to and just talking about your, your ish. It's talking about the stuff you're going through. That, that means that it's actually not healed. So um, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go, or go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always to the end of the, of the age. So this is the Great Commission. So it's like, you know, that, to be honest, the Great Commission can be intimidating for people. It's like, how am I supposed to make disciples? Um, but basically, for me, that's sharing your story. That's showing people your scars, relating to people, and say, you know what, I know you're hurting. I know there's pain. But look at my scar. I've been there. I, I can, you know, these, these are the things that I went through, and I can help you, you know, help you get over that. that um, there's nothing more powerful than your story, than your experience. So, um, but when you have pain, it can cause you to retreat. So going back to my story, this, man, uh, starting four years ago, so I, I would always get, I would always hit these ceilings. I would always hit these mental lapses and I can trace it back to that story I told you. It's a simple story, but then, um, just having that regret, having that, you know, not reaching my potential, um, it, it was massive for me. And, the, and with that, you can get, there's a lot of regret. There's a lot of fear on, you know, you start to feel unworthy and, you know, you start, to, you almost start to feel guilty because it's like God's given you this talent. We all have talent. We all have different talents. But then when you don't reach it, you know, there's, there's just so much that the devil can use against you. So, um, you know, there, fast forward to October of 2020. So Amy and I were starting to talk about, hey, we're going to, we're probably, we both felt it on our heart. Like we're going to leave uh, California at this time. And, and for us, we wanted to, to move to Tennessee. So I started looking through and started down that road of, okay, we're moving, you know, and I, I'm born and raised in San Diego. My entire life is there, but it's just something that was put on our heart. And, um, but to be honest with you, if we moved, like we just never had peace on it. Um, and we knew that, you know, it, it was us shrinking back. It was us living this complacent, comfortable life. It made the most, like all the sense in the world to look at, for us on paper to move to Tennessee. Um, it made so much sense, you know, but we knew that that wasn't, um, it wasn't for us. And then at, at that time, it's, it's amazing what God uses Loses, uses us because that was us shrinking back. I mean, you look at that and it was a complacent, it would have been a complacent thing for us to do. Um, and you look at it and, you look, and it's, complacency is dangerous because it's like, we, we wouldn't have been doing anything wrong. We, everything would have made sense. My family would have looked at it and be like, oh my gosh, you guys are so smart to live here or to move to Tennessee, you know, kind of thing. But it was this complacency um, and then we, then we met up with the Tuggles and we started talking and they're sharing what was potentially going to happen. Um, and this is, this is, I think in January. So this is about a year ago um, when this whole thing came about. And it's just amazing how God would use this complacency. Like we are going to move to Tennessee. I'm a planner by nature and it's part of, anyways, I won't go there now, but um, if it wasn't for us and have the desire, you know, to start looking at Tennessee, if we talked to the Tuggles, 
we would have been like, there's, there's no way, you know, we're, we're not going to Utah. We're staying in California, but God used that complacency of us, of Tennessee, that dream of Tennessee to actually bring us here. And I got to tell you guys, like our, our life right now, I wouldn't change it. I mean, we, we look at, we live in this amazing state. Our kids love it. We love it. I mean, look at our church, look at the growth and People that come in here feel it and they see it and it's been prophesied over, but just wait to see what we're going to do. What we're going to do in this valley. We're going to flip this valley upside down and I wouldn't want to have it any other way. So when I, when I look at my or you know, going back to my story, when I look at it, I, I was, I was the fig tree. You know, I had... <laughs> I had all these pretty leaves, but, you know, if you actually looked, there was no fruit. And, you know, and that's, that's what I really wanted to press in on today because, you know, past experiences, past injuries, pain, it can cause us to draw back. It can cause us to live this complacency, to not put ourselves out there. You know, I touch a little bit on, you know, just the unworthiness of, you know, you kind of start to feel unworthy. And if I was honest with you, with my experience, and I, I barely touched on it because I looked up at the clock and said, oh, crap. Um, but uh, it's, you know, I, I didn't trust anybody. You know, I, I trusted myself, and that actually included I didn't trust God as well. So um, it's just, it was put on my heart. We're going to, in a couple of minutes, we're going to go into a time of ministry. We're going to ask the ministry team to come up. But I, I want to pray for people. And I want, you know, if, if there's anything that resonated with you tonight, uh, it could be pain, it could be past experiences, it could be trauma, whatever it is, you know, come up here, get prayer. That's the first step. But um, I really want to pray for people that have maybe feel like they're in, in a kind of a shrunk back position. Maybe they're living a, like a shrunken life. Um, you know, if you feel like you're in a place of complacency, you know, maybe you have trust issues. I, I know I have, I had trust issues my entire life. I mean, trying to work through that, that's a process. Um, but we want to pray with you tonight. Um, and also, you know, if there's any, any regrets that you have, um, I've gone through, again, we just scratched the surface, but you know, there, there's been a lot that has happened in my life, but I wouldn't change it because I'm standing here today and I might be on a new trajectory, but I would, if, if I could go back, I wouldn't. So um, I just, I want to pray with you guys. I, I know how it feels to feel like you're hitting that glass ceiling, whatever area it is in your life. I know what that feels like. And I want to bust through that with you guys tonight. So ministry, if you, ministry team, if you want to come up, I'm going to pray for you guys, pray for everyone else. Um, if anything resonated, um, you know, I want you to come up. And then what we're going to do after our ministry time is, uh, we'll pray with you guys, and then uh, Pastor Matt's going to come up and close the surface. Surface? Service. Yeah, the surface of the service. Surveys us. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Holy Spirit, come back. Um, Father God, we thank you for tonight, God. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, God. God, I pray that you would... Speak to people tonight, God. If anything resonated with them tonight, God, I pray that um, you would give them the courage, the strength to come up uh, to this altar, God, to lay it at your feet, God, and do the first step and give it over to you, God. God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the opportunity to speak. 
and share what you've done in my life, God. And I pray that you would move uh, through this uh, congregation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.